0: Putman Restoration specializes in commercial disaster services, including water damage, fire, smoke, mold, and storm. Their goal and desire is to get your properties up and running as soon as possible after disaster strikes. Hospitals, schools, hotels, and large municipal buildings, malls, churches, and large commercial properties are their specialty. Managed properties nationwide? No problem. Putman Restoration services their clients nationwide. They are strategically partnered with elite restoration companies throughout the US and Canada, giving their clients resources during disasters where normal companies would be tapped out. Trust the professionals at Putman Restoration when disaster strikes. Visit them online at www.putmanrestoration.com or give them a call at 318-453-5029. All right, welcome to the Asking Why podcast. I'm your host, Clinton Davis. And I'm super happy to have Melinda Colbertson with us today. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, sitting and suffering. So Melinda, welcome to the podcast and thanks for coming on. I know we've been trying to get this scheduled for a little bit. So um, thanks for being flexible and, and your time.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much for having
0: me. Absolutely. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about your story, who you are, and what kind of brings you to the Asking Why podcast?
1: All right. Um, yeah. So... I have been um, going through suffering different health issues for about the past 19 years. And um, just a little about me, I grew up in a small town, Nacogdoches, Texas, and um, I grew up in a Christian home. I got saved when I was young, but I didn't really start experiencing God working in powerful ways until my suffering started actually. Um, so I lived here in Nacogdoches, went to college here, got a degree in biology and was about to move away to go, um, to physical therapy school, to get a master's degree. And instead I got injured and that injury led to another pain issue, which led to another pain issue, which led to my whole body just being in unbearable pain. Mm. And, um, I was unable to sit down or lay down for, uh, most of the day I would, take pain meds at night and catch a few hours of sleep, and then back to standing up just in terrible pain the next day. Um, And that went on for months, and doctors couldn't figure out what to do, really. And um, during that time, I just really lost a lot, like my health, my freedom, my ability to drive. Um, I lost my future schooling, possibly, and possible future career. And my boyfriend and I broke up, and then I lost connections with close family and friends because I really wasn't able to make conversation even um, with the amount of pain I was in. Goodness. And so I I just prayed for healing and just let God get me out of the situation, um, just get me back to my normal life, just heal. And that didn't happen. And so finally I started praying, um, just really submitting to God and just saying, you know, um, what is your will for me in this situation? And uh, he was very patient, Um, and then as soon as I just really submitted to him, he started teaching me and changing me. And um, just his first lesson to me was actually about entitlement. And he's basically saying, you know, you are not entitled to anything, but every good thing I give you is a blessing and I can give them and I can take them away. Mm. Um, And like, as Job would say, um, you know, I would, I'd still praise him in either circumstance. And um, God is able to give back what he's taken away as well. So um, I think many of us do feel that sense of entitlement, even though we may not realize it. Uh, We feel like maybe we don't deserve suffering. Um, But scripture says it is to be expected. And I do feel like We need to um, know how to suffer well as Christians and to be equipped and prepared ahead of time, um, you know, before we're faced with uh, that suffering. And then just a quick recap of the next, I guess, (laughs) couple decades. Uh, My mom passed away suddenly and that brought, you know, deep emotional pain. Um, I went through breast cancer. I had, a diagnosis of chronic regional pain syndrome, or CRPS, which is um, one of the most painful diseases known to man. is also mm. known as the suicide disease. Wow. And then severe gastroesophageal reflux disease, severe gastroparesis, which is where your stomach doesn't work, and it causes malnutrition. And um, my esophagus got damaged, so I was no no longer able to take in food as I was before, and then um, started having migraines, and then muscular and nerve pain all over my body. Um, started going through starvation due to the gastroparesis, got um, a diagnosis of severe chronic um, venous insufficiency, and that started taking away my ability to walk, mm. and got a wheelchair and a walker, and, um, started having severe chest muscle tightness and spasms which would leave me like barely able to breathe and I wasn't able to talk much at all or exert myself and um, so that's just been in the past couple years so in all that uh, has been about 19 years of going through suffering and life has been very difficult but God has been so faithful to work in the midst of my hardships um, he's been revealing himself in new ways. he's changing me. Um, he's uh, taking me into a deeper relationship with him and he's showing me the many good things and the benefits that can come from suffering. So that's just a little little recap.
0: yeah a little recap. I think everybody <laughs> listening would be like that more than most people deal with you know in a lifetime. I mean maybe one of those things. With something that people struggle with or deal with and I think that you know it's two parts uh one thanks for sharing all that and I know um you're giving even the time for this podcast to do 30 minutes of talking is it wears you out a little bit um but I know it's also your passion so I'm honored to have you on here uh doing that so um tell me why in in the midst of all these things because you're how old I'm 43. (laughs) Yeah. So just to give people's perspective, right, that's, it's been the last 19 years. Mm -hmm. So in the prime of your life, you've had, you know, over a dozen chronic health issues that have, you know, it would have led a lot of people to taking their own life. You know, I know that in some states people are allowed to, to do that when there's certain medical conditions in, in some countries. And, um, it sounds like your faith, you know, kept you from, you know, going there. I'm sure you had those thoughts. So tell me why you think it's important for people to understand, because I would, would you say, here's a question, would you say there's a difference in pain and suffering?
1: Um, I would say they're very closely intermingled. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually when it's emotional or physical or spiritual, um, suffering, I I would feel that there is some type of pain. Maybe it's not always physical pain, but I would say that, um, that usually there is an element of pain to it. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so suffering, is that? do you feel like that's a perspective thing? Or sometimes in situations, it's, how would you define suffering?
1: Wow, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I think suffering could uh, sometimes be a perspective thing. I think um, it was Elizabeth Elliot defined suffering as like wanting what you don't have and having what you don't want. Mm-hmm. And that kind of encompasses, um, you know, from the, the small – um, you know, inconveniences to, like, big, major suffering.
0: Mm-hmm. So how, what would you want someone to know about uh, suffering and uh, kind of the good news of the gospel and how that pairs together?
1: Wow, well, yeah. Well, um, God uses suffering um, in our lives in so many ways. Um I guess, like, I would go back to um, Genesis 3, you know, when suffering entered into the world through um, man's uh, rebellion against God, and um, it was not God's plan. God created a world where it was um, good, but through the fall, um, you know, suffering entered, and um, it was always His plan to redeem suffering, to work in the midst of it, and actually, through Jesus, enter into our suffering, Mm. and um, through Jesus, you know, we're reconciled to the Father, and He is coming back one day, and we'll be with Him, and that um, the state pre-fall will be reinstated, and so suffering will be done away with, Mm. and um, so I feel... Yeah, that's that's exciting and so encouraging to um, anyone who's going through suffering.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, that was a great point you made that um, God didn't choose suffering because I think sometimes we can talk about suffering from a perspective of uh, God causes suffering so that you learn lessons instead of mm-hmm. suffering as a consequence of the brokenness and the fallenness of the world and sin being in the world. And he's going to use that suffering, right, to build you Mm -hmm. up, to, to build perseverance, to build strength, to build hope and all those things that scripture tells us. Um, but he doesn't necessarily cause it. Would you agree?
1: I would agree with that.
0: Right. And so I think, um, scripture says the whole earth is moaning and groaning for Christ's return. So in our pain and our suffering, there can be some moaning and groaning. There can be some lamenting. Absolutely. (laughs) And I think almost, um, but but I, I guess in your in your story, you know, if you what a testimony you have is one of, of deep, deep, long term suffering opposed to I didn't get the job that I don't want. And that doesn't mean there's not suffering there, um, but there there's a, a different experience you have in deep, raw suffering that's long term, that's chronic, that's. Um, that we see in in biblical times that do bring you closer to God in ways that a little discomfort isn't going to. Mm -hmm. And so it's this weird, it's like praying for patience. You know, don't pray for patience or you're going (laughs) to get a lot of things to uh, learn patience about. You're not just going to get it. it. It's kind of the same thing for suffering. It's like I've suffered some pretty significant traumas in hindsight or in the middle of, I'd like to say in the middle of them, I'm getting better at in the middle of the sufferings being thankful for them because I know what God's going to do with them. But yeah. it takes a few sufferings to get there, would you say?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, he had to teach me a lot during that first round of suffering. But because of that, um, I was better equipped to get through the suffering that came in the future.
0: Yeah. So how? what are some ways that you were able to um, keep the proper perspective and keep going um, in the midst of the suffering?
1: Yeah. So he really taught me a lot about dependence on him and just really clinging to him every day and just really requiring building that relationship because I so needed his filling every day to get me through his peace and his strength and his endurance and everything. And um, just really being immersed in God's word, especially the Psalms, like the Psalms became came very, very dear to me, Mm -hmm. Uh, all these years of suffering, and he's spoken in so many ways through the Psalms, and just brought great encouragement, and I just felt like um, when I would go to the Psalms, you know, I would be understood, because um, the Psalter would just be saying the things that were on my heart, and so that was always um, a blessing to read the Psalms, and I guess choosing to have an eternal perspective or mindset, um, trying to take in more of Jesus than I was taking in of the world, I guess, and just Mm. limiting things of the world and just really wanting, um, you know, worship and scripture and everything to fill my mind. And I have been really encouraged through speaking to others who have overcome suffering in their lives as well as reading um, Christian biographies. i love to do that um, and just being um, encouraged and inspired by what they went through and suffered and just knowing that God could do the same thing in my life
2: mm-hmm.
1: and also enjoy um, listening to podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcast sermons, biblical teaching um, and just Christians trying to uplift and, e- and encourage each other. And then I think one of the main things that has helped me is just spending time in worship on my own, just like daily with God. And um, often I will come in, you know, with like my pain and my suffering just kind of weighing on me. But then like through worship, like God can lift that and change my perspective. And so um, worship has been just such a blessing um, and helps me keep the proper perspective. Mm -hmm.
0: That's good. Yeah, I heard some somewhere recently some research showed that like uh, gratitude, like praise, gratitude, and um, anxiety and fear can't be in the brain at the same time.
2: Hmm. That
0: They can't like, uh, you can oscillate between the two pretty quickly, but you can't really hold the okay. same neurology in space if you're doing like a brain scan. I thought that was kind of a oh, cool. That's
1: interesting. You know, yeah. if you
0: can find gratitude, if you can find praise for God and, mm-hmm. and thankfulness that, you know, it does help those anxieties and those fears flee because yeah. you're,
1: you have no room for them. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And, um, again, for people listening in the midst of, you know, if somebody's listening to this and they, they feel like they're really suffering and they probably, you probably are. Um, it, it's both right. It, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's trying to find peace. And, uh, as Jesus said, um, he came to bring the kingdom here near now, and we can experience that. Um, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that we're not going to be in pain and we're not going to be hurting and, yeah. But like you said, he's the son of suffering. He came and suffered and died so that he could have empathy, right? He's not a, he's not a God who is unempathetic, who doesn't understand. Um, he's a high priest who gets it and um, who walked it and who, um, if we suffer with him and are crucified with him, then we're going to be raised with him. And so that's our hope. Um, and that might not be in this life. Right. It might not be That's that we true. overcome that. So mm-hmm. I just appreciate your perspective. What, what would you say to somebody and how have you kind of used community friends, um, to stay, you know, the core, stay, uh, with a right mindset whenever you're in daily pain and, and, you know, going through what you're going through.
1: Yeah, definitely. Community is so important. Um, you know, your friends and family and of course, church family. And, um, It has been really beneficial to have um, a small group like uh, my Bible study group friends. I'm very thankful for them and they've encouraged me and walked with me through a lot of um, suffering breast cancer and all of that. So, so many amazing friends. And um, I have uh, had an awesome church group of people too who have anointed me with oil and prayed for me and um, just encouraged me, sent me cards and letters Mm. and texts. And um, it really does help keep your mind um, focused. And um, they've really encouraged me in my faith. And then also, uh, the online community has also been really helpful to me since I can't get out uh, very much. Um, I'm able to connect through, like, social media with friends and um, different people, as well as join support groups, like, for my different health issues, and that has also been really beneficial, um, so we can share our stories and just encourage each other.
0: Yeah, uh, that's that's a good one. I mean, I think it's crazy, you know, the internet and social media is so toxic, and yet there's also really great things about it. I remember, you know, we were going through some rare diseases with my oldest son, and we would be online, you know, getting formula, getting, you know, allergy comments, asking about different foods, asking how to trial things. And it was like every time we put him down for a nap, both of them, you know, we blowing up our phones, trying to ask people questions and process yeah. things, And people are posting their diaper pictures. And is this blood? Yeah. Is this not? You know, and, and you really yeah. couldn't do anything locally. There was nobody here at the time or very few. Yeah. Um, and that was definitely a place where you, you feel less crazy and you feel like you have some support.
2: Yes,
0: um, absolutely. So yeah, tell me, how do you um, in all of this? How, a couple of questions come up for me. What would you say to like the question of why me? You know, why why am I going through this? How did you how do you wrestle with that? How did you wrestle with that? Have you landed somewhere?
1: Yeah. Okay. So I have wrestled with that the the why question and the why me and why so much like mm-hmm. why. Could my suffering have not have just been, you know, a, a period of time and then it'd be over. But or just breast to... cancer
0: or any of the new, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Goodness, yeah.
1: Like... Just why so many. <laughs> um, but in praying about that, I feel like God has said that he has entrusted me with this, especially hmm. breast cancer. Like I knew Like, his presence was just so there, and, like, I knew that he entrusted me with that. And he sent me out um, to MD Anderson in Houston, and I got to um, really got to experience him in so many new ways. Like, I really look back at that time with joy, in a way. I know it was painful and scary, but because he worked in so many awesome ways, um, showed me, just revealed more about his character and let me experience things firsthand. And um, I got to talk and pray with a lot of people and encourage them as well. And so I got to really see how he was entrusting me with something and that though it was hard, there was so, so much joy in um, doing the works that he had prepared in advance for me to do. And so, um, I've seen that in other seasons, but I think just with the breast cancer, it was very, very obvious. Um, so I, I still think he has entrusted me with suffering to steward it well. Um, kind of like Job, like God trusted Job. He was telling, um, Satan when they were having that conversation, you know, have you seen, have you considered my servant Job? Mm. And, um, like he knew that Job would steward the suffering well and that his life would bring encouragement to so many people. And so I feel like God also has kind of spoken to my spirit and just said, you know, I trust you with this, mm. you know, trust you to steward this well. And, um,
0: be- like that beautiful.
1: changes everything. Yeah, yeah so for sure. Just, it's so I mean, encouraging.
2: It,
0: it's encouraging to me. I mean, um, Like you said, when you hear other people's stories and testimonies of what God's doing and how he's doing it, you know, it can do two things. It can make you, unfortunately, it can make you, well, fortunately and unfortunately, it depends on the circumstances, but it can make you go, why am I complaining about anything? Look at what this lady's Mm -hmm. going through. Look at what he's going through. Look at what they've done. What I, what we don't want it to do is, is minimize people's experience, right? So Mm -hmm. everybody's got a history and a background and a a, a specific amount of resiliency and, and support and. And all these things. So we don't need to measure ourselves and our suffering against other people's suffering, I yes, think, would absolutely. be a key point that mm-hmm. I would want people to hear. Um, while at the same time, maybe we should get proper perspective when we hear other people's testimonies and their suffering and realize maybe I'm complaining about something that isn't suffering yeah. and is just inconvenient. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I, I try to think about that a lot. And, and this is going to be on the complete opposite of what we're talking about. But, you know, you go to a restaurant or you go through the drive through and you get home and it's not what you ordered.
2: Yeah,
0: and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> on one hand, it's frustrating when um, you spent good money on it, and maybe you save money, and maybe you watch your money, and so you do Dave Ramsey, and you only spend money on one, you know, one meal a month, whatever, and then you get the thing and it's wrong, but still, that you can you can say, oh well, that does stink, but at the same time, it's not the end of the world, right? Mm-hmm. It's not suffering necessarily, and I think it's painful, it's annoyance, it's not what it's supposed mm-hmm. to be, but. The way you bring that to the Lord, and the way you gather that in, and the way it affects people around you—like you know, whether you did or didn't have pickles on it—isn't going to affect your your wife, hopefully, and your kids. Yeah. Suffering affects so many more people because it's such a, a communal thing. Would you Would you agree?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I would agree with
0: that. Because I think that's part of Job's story is it didn't just affect Job, but it affected his family, it affected the people around him. Like that's one thing we don't really hear that much. We're like, oh, look at mm-hmm. Job's righteousness and his faith, and he, he, you know, hell, what about his, his all of his kids and stuff died, you know, yeah. and his family and everybody lost everything because he was righteous. You know, it's kind of a hard a, a hard um, part of the story, and yet. Um, We know God is good and he is just and, um, and even in our suffering, like we can draw closer to him and and understand more about him. And, and again, it comes back down to faith. It comes back down to trusting that he's, you know, there's brokenness in the world and, and all of us are victims and yet all of us deserve what we get. And so it's that weird, it's that weird balance.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, I want to make sure your time, how are you feeling?
2: I'm okay. Yeah, okay, good. I'm good
0: now. Um, when it comes to moving forward, so for, how old, 43, is that what you said? Yes. Yeah, 43. Um, you're moving forward. What are some of your daily rhythms and routines, knowing that you're going to have pain, knowing that you're going to be tired? What are some of the things that um, that you do to kind of stay ahead of the chronic pain and suffering?
1: Yeah, well, I guess like in the season right now, I have just had to cut a lot of things out of my life. Um, Daily, I guess, for like muscular problems and everything, I do quite extensive stretching to just be able to breathe for the rest of the day. Um, I have had to, I guess, stay at home, um, kind of away from people for different health issues. My CRPS causes problems with sensory, like sound, light, touch, vibration, temperature. And so um, like right now I'm not able to go to church because the sound is too loud, definitely the music. And then often um, like even preaching and stuff like that. So I, I listen by podcast at home. And it's hard not being able to go to church and join with people. I've had different seasons of that. And then sometimes God will bring me back and I'll be back at church again. I'm so thankful for those times. So he's kind of taken me in and out. And so I've just realized, you know, that for that, you know, um, this is a season. And hopefully that God will bring me out of that at some point And um, let me be able to worship with music again because I really, really miss that. But mm. um, he is had me find him in different ways i guess when i used to connect with him most easily through worship um but daily yeah it's it's been difficult to talk um just to people and so i've had to really limit my contact with people like last year Um, it was so bad that I just was, you know, I had to sit still and just breathe and just get through the day. And that was my goal was just to get through the day. Mm. And, um, there were days that I couldn't talk at all, um, days, you know, with very minimal talking. Um, and so I haven't really been able to be a part of my friend group as much as I would have liked to in the past couple of years and, you know, with friends and family and church and all of that, um, And just being able to get out in the world, it's just been hard, you know, if you can't talk to people and you can't be around sound and light and those different things, um, being around people is challenging, but, um, like God always has new lessons for me and sometimes continued lessons, I guess as well in each season and, um, just really surrendering to him and, um, being, open to what he is doing wanting to do in me and through me during a specific season um has been my goal I guess to to find it each season
2: yeah
0: what do you um what would you say kind of lastly closing because I don't want to keep you too long um what would you say to somebody who's suffering you know who's got an illness chronic pain you know and that could be emotional pain or physical pain Um, Mm -hmm. what would be kind of your encouragement to them or, um, you know, just words of affirmation?
1: Yeah, well, I, if I could be with them, um, I would just want to acknowledge their suffering and just start with, you know, I'm so deeply sorry for what you're going through because I know how deep the pain can be. And I would want to, first of all, just like sit with them and just listen to whatever they wanted to share, whatever was on their heart. Um, I feel like that is the best way to start. And, you know, sometimes it can be uncomfortable, um, but I think just being there and being open for whatever someone wants to share is really important. And um, if they're grieving, then grieve with them. And prayer is always, always helpful. Pray with them and for them and just continue in prayer for them. And I guess I would just say, like take heart like you may not understand what God is doing in this season of your life but he is with you and he is at work in your situation and your circumstances even when you can't see it and he always has a purpose for your life always always there is always purpose um no matter what you can or can't do I know like in my own life there was a season where I had to be in the dark with no sound, couldn't be around people, and I could barely move. And so it was just me in the dark with God. And, you know, my heart was just like, why Why is this, why are you allowing this? Like I could be out like talking to other people about you, but like I was teaching me that um, He always has a purpose for your life, even if in that restrictive situation, I was able to um, glorify and worship the Lord in my heart, then I was fulfilling his purposes Mm. for me in that situation. And so even if you are not able to do anything, God still has purpose for you and still has plans for you. And um, I would say stay in the word. Um, Psalms are a great place to start. Psalm 27 is one of my favorites, Um, like 84, 63, Uh, 31, there's so many good ones. Um, and so I would just say um, get in the Word, fill your mind with truth, and think on that. Um, seek to know God and let Him renew your mind. And choose to see your circumstances through the lens of God's goodness. And I know that is really hard sometimes. And it's actually something that I've struggled with this year. Is seeing God's goodness in a certain area of my health. And so, um, actually as I was reading and everything, preparing for this podcast, like God spoke to my spirit and he was like, This is for you. <laughs> like mm-hmm. all this preparation I was doing, he's like, I'm speaking this to your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and so That's I thought good. that was just a really um sweet thing as well.
0: Yeah, it's very kind of God. God is yeah. so good. And and I hope it is for you. I hope that, you know Yes. You know that, um, you know, however many thousands of people are listening to this, um, that they're hearing your story and they're hearing a perspective of who God is in a way that many of us don't ever, ever even get a foot in the door with. You know, we have mm-hmm. suffering for a moment or we have a hard season. And and yeah, relative to others, it might be difficult, but you do have a very unique story and are continuing. I mean, continuing to have a unique story. It's not over. Um, yeah but be encouraged that hearing that just from me, you know, puts in perspective the gifts and the blessings that God has given me. Um, And that again, comparison is the thief of joy that each one of us have a moment and a a time and we don't know what God's going to do with it. What door he's going to open and you know, whatever, whoever's listening to this, somebody's hearing this and it's changing their life and they may go on to, to reach millions of people because Mm -hmm. of your story. And so, I think as Christians, when we start to get into the performance, you know, the measurement of, well, I don't, you know, ministry is going and making disciples. And so I only met, you know, met with two people this year. Now I'm a failure. It's just not, it's not the right perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody can't, you know, be out in the metropolitan. Everybody's not an extrovert. Everybody doesn't have a podcast. Some people are suffering and alone and isolated, but we don't know what the end of the story is. Kind of yeah.
1: And just like being faithful where God has you is in so support, like you were saying, um, you know, sometimes you are not around anyone else. But like if you're faithful in that season, like God is changing you and working in you so that he can send you out possibly at some point. And it may just be to talk to one person, you know, and maybe they might tell other people. But, yeah, it's, it's just so important to. Um, to remain faithful and to not waste your suffering, that mm-hmm. was something that God really had to teach me was um you know I mean, you can go to distraction or whatever just to like make it through and everything, but God's like, no, like we're we're doing things like these times are rich. I think there's a scripture I read recently in Isaiah that was talking about the secret treasures that he has for us in darkness, mm-hmm. and um that's so true, so true, and um. Like he really has amazing things for us. Like he wants to do the impossible things in our lives and just really blow our minds with what he can do. And um, he's definitely done that in my life for sure.
0: Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, I, I can't say enough that um, your, your point of I'm laying in the dark, I can't have any lights, I can't have any sound and I'm all alone and yet God says that you're enough and what you're doing is enough and that all he wants is our heart all he wants is is us to be present with him that's it you Mm -hmm. know that's all he wants and so there is no work to be done jesus paid it all he did it all he sat down you know he left to send us the holy spirit to do the rest and so just being present in a room by yourself full of spirit is enough Mm
2: -hmm.
0: you know just breathing and being alive is the one Mm -hmm. thing we have to do to have worth and value. but that might not be your whole story
2: yeah.
0: and having that hope, right? It says, you know, faith is what is in the unseen, not in, is what in the scene. And that's what, you know, that's what we get our hope from is the things that we don't see that are coming. Um, and ultimately the return of Christ and, and heaven. I think about, um, the story of Lazarus and, you know, Mary and Martha. you know, send a letter to Jesus and tell him to come and, and he's like, no, I'm going to be there a couple of days and, and Lazarus mm-hmm. dies, you know, and that, that wasn't the plan. And so I can imagine them just being so disappointed and so frustrated and so distraught. Um, and yet he comes and resurrects Lazarus. And so maybe that resurrection for us will be in heaven, but maybe it won't. And ultimately I think in order for there to be a resurrection in our lives, things have to die. You know, and um, yeah. and whether that's pride or whether that's ego or whether that's um, selfishness or lust or greed or envy or whatever other sin is really, you know, embedded in there that Satan is really attacking us with. I think those things have to die. And, you know, Jesus is still the resurrection in the life. So um, I hope that people who are listening know that these things in their life, these sufferings are momentary, even though that momentary might be in this lifetime.
1: Yeah, I think Revelation 21 just really encourages me where it says, you know, um, God is coming to live with man. There will be a new heaven and new earth and um, God will dwell with man Mm -hmm. and he will wipe away every tear from our eye and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain all of it will be ended mm-hmm. and that um, if nothing else that keeps me going and keeps me persevering because I know that for Christians, that is a certainty that is a fact and we will experience that no matter what we've had to go through in this life
0: that's right Oof. and that'll preach right there mm-hmm. well any other thoughts comments last words questions
1: um, well, yeah, if you wouldn't mind if I share just a story of how God has worked um, in my health issues a little bit.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Keep going. That'd be okay. okay. Yes, All right. I have as much time as um, you need.
1: Okay. Well, there was um, a point uh, with my gastroparesis, which is where your stomach doesn't work. And it is difficult to get a nutrition. And so I was um, basically wasting away. I think I got down to my lowest was 88 pounds mm. and I was just skin and bones. And people, when people saw me, you know, they were just like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And like, well, no, not really. really. Clearly not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was just a really scary place. And yeah. I got to the place where we really weren't sure if I was going to make it. And I can remember there was a time when um, my boyfriend at the time, we're married now, but um, Matt and I were praying and crying and just talking about everything. And um, he had left one night and I was continuing to pray and just ask God, you know, like, what are you doing? I don't understand. Um, I know you can feed me, but why are you not? And so... Just in that time of prayer, I felt like God really met me there and He invited me on an ever deepening walk of trust with Him. And so His word for me at that point was to not be like the Israelites in the wilderness when mm. they didn't think God would provide food for them. And I was just like, whoa, <laughs> okay. Because um, that was kind of my thinking. Um, and so my situation hadn't changed, but in the Spirit everything had changed because of God's presence and His work in my life and His Word to me. And so um, so we went on a walk of trust together and uh, found out that there was a medication at MD Anderson, which I was going to already for breast cancer, which I'd use that for good like he had me go through breast cancer so I would be at this hospital this one hospital that had this medication that could maybe help me
2: mm.
1: and so um we found out about that but then it took five months before my pain level went down so I could actually make the trip to MD MD Anderson just a few hours away and, um, on the car ride down there, like I was still, you know, everything caused pain, vibration caused pain, touch and everything. And I was going to doctors that were, um, going to examine me and everything. And so that was, um, uh, a source of worry as well. But so I was worshiping and just kind of praying on the way, um, down to Houston and Psalm three, three, God kept bringing that to mind over and over and over. And that's you, Oh Lord, or a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head and so god was saying like i'm going to be your shield today i'm going to be your protector and so um it was just we had a good time in worship and everything and so we got to the hospital and um god made it possible for me to ride in the car Mm. which previously you know i couldn't even ride around town and here i was going three hours away but that day he made it possible for me to make the trip and then make it through the whole day with people touching me and doing all sorts of things that would have caused great pain originally. And so that was just another way, like God was saying, you know, I'm inviting you to deeper relationship with me and deeper experience. Like, like I've read that you are my shield, but now I know that you are Mm -hmm. my shield. And so it was just so cool to um, experience that. And so I did all the testing, the pre-testing for uh, the medication. And, you know, we thought we were good to go, went back home. And then a couple days later, My doctor called and they said, your liver enzymes are too high. You've been denied from the trial. Mm. And that was just devastating because this was my last avenue of being able to take in nutrition. And I think if that had happened earlier in my health journey, I might have just given into despair. But like by this point, God had already shown me that he can do the impossible. Like so many times I'm like, okay, well, (laughs) this situation is right for you to do the impossible. And so um he said he basically was speaking to my spirit and just saying, I want you to rest in me. And so um it was I guess about a month and so I had the opportunity to practice resting in him, not stressing and not worrying, but just like giving him the situation and just walking in rest. And um I guess a, about a month later, he um got me back to the doctor and everything. We tested everything again. And then, um, well, backing up, okay, so uh, he, when he brought me to the place, um, you know, where the doctor said, uh, my liver enzymes were too high, um, God spoke using Exodus 15, 22 through 25. And that is when um, God had brought the Israelites um, across the Red Sea, so he'd just done a miracle. And then he brought them to a bitter stream when they needed drinking water. And they were just like, what are you doing? You know, we needed clean water. And like, how can you do this to mm-hmm. us? when We like just seen, you know, that miracle. So God had brought them to a closed door and he had brought me to a closed door as well. Like he brought me to the place that I needed, but then the door was shut. And so, um, Through the next month, like he brought that scripture up over and over and over again, and just saying, um, you know, don't be like the Israelites again. Like he used the Israelites to um, be an object lesson for me. Mm -hmm. And so um, after the month was over, I went back to the doctor and um, tested my liver enzymes again, and they were within range. And so I was able to get on the clinical trial. And get the life-saving medication. and it was just so cool to see that God had brought me to a closed door, just as He had with the Israelites. But then he made a supernatural reversal, and He provided for me as he had provided for them. And um, over the next couple of years, I was able to gain back up to my normal weight with that medication. And uh, it was just so awesome to just see how God had worked at every point. That he would give me a word here or give me a word here, and that would just help me persevere and keep going. And he didn't always um, let me know many steps in advance, but he would just give me the next step. And so um, just getting to experience him in those ways, you know, along with so many others um, throughout the years of my health issues, he has proven that he is a good God. And so... When we talk about seeing the goodness of God in the midst of suffering, um, I have experienced it over and over and over again, that he is good. And that while there still may be pain and suffering and um, everything, that there. Is good. Um, the whole situation may not be good, but there, like he is working good in the midst of it, mm-hmm. and that is his character—is to be good. And so, like goodness is infused, um, even if we can't see it all the time. But um, I've been very thankful to see the many examples of him and his goodness and the benefits of suffering, over and over, um, in the story that he is writing for me.
0: Yeah, it's beautifully said. I really appreciate you sharing that and, and, um, just your boldness to walk through this stuff and your, and your authenticity and that it's not easy and it's not pretty and that it's messy. Um, but that we can have faith and that it's our faith that gets us through these things. And I think it's that simple. It's, it's, it's being in the dark with the sound you know, no sound, Mm -hmm. you know, by yourself, that that your faith in God is what He cares about. Your heart posture towards Him is what you care. Not not your ability to work, not your ability to go and do, not your ability to do a podcast, not your ability to, you know, look a certain way or talk a certain way or, you know, reach a thousand people. Um, It's just your ability to be in the Spirit, to experience His goodness and His mercy. Um, You know, and I, I pray that that's what everybody gets out of this podcast, or at least one of the major things is, you know, for y'all listening, you know, think about your life today and think about the blessings and the goodness and the and what you're able to do. And, um, that doesn't mean minimize your pain and your suffering, but there, you have to do both. You can't just sit in the victim seat, um, looking at your suffering head on. You have to also look at your blessings and you can't see those things on your own. It's only the light of the spirit that brings those things out of the darkness and into the light. It's it's sitting in his presence and when we're suffering, when we're down and out, when we I just said this the other day to a friend, you know, when you get in these places where you 100% know that you cannot do it. Right? Yeah. I think all of us think we can do it a little bit, you know, and we're like watch, watch me god, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show <laughs> up today. Watch watch what I do dad. I'm going to please you. But it's really in those moments when we just know, you know, that we're dead to rights, that we, we have nothing left to give, whether that's in a marriage or whether that's with a kid or with a disease or with a sickness or addiction. It's there that if we just humble ourselves and just ask to receive the Spirit, that He shows up in ways that we just can't fabricate and we can't make up. And that, like you said, you almost have joy in. Yeah. Right? We we talk about the disciples, you know, they leave prison, they jump, they're skipping and they count it all, right, for their suffering. Yeah,
2: um, that God would use them. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, again, all of us would go, well, I'd rather it be a, a day at the spa, right, that He uses me in, <laughs> yeah. but it's probably not going to be that way in many, many yeah. cases. And so I hope that people hear this and can just take a moment tomorrow and the next day and whenever you listen to, uh, remember that whenever the pain and the suffering is happening, um, He's there and He's with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it always reminds me of the two, you know, people use the storm passage all the time that Jesus calmed the storm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, but there's two versions of that. There's the there's the time where he wakes up and he calms the storm, and then there's the time that it says he, he rode the, the boat to the shore. He didn't stop anything, right? The storm was mm-hmm. happening and it never stopped, mm-hmm. And but he guaranteed that he, he rode with them on the way. And so mm-hmm. whatever the suffering you're going through, whether it's 19 years or six months, sometimes he will make that suffering go away and sometimes he's going to ride to the storm with you and, and both are enough. Yes. So I really appreciate your time. I appreciate your story, your testimony. Um, let me know if you ever want to come back on and, and talk longer okay. and talk more about okay. some other things. Um, any, any questions for me or just anything else last you want to say?
1: Um, yeah, if I could ask you a question, how, sure. um, when people come in with like chronic pain or you know health issues that last multiple years, like from a counseling perspective, what would you say to them
0: or what would you do? I would just tell them to get over it No, I'm just kidding uh, <laughs> <laughs> no that you know that that's that's a great question I think um first, I'd want to kind of do what I'm doing today, which is just listen
2: mm-hmm. you
0: know I don't want to try to say a lot or teach a lot yeah. or say all the therapeutic things I mean my brain wants to because i you know there's a podcast mm-hmm. and people are listening but my heart and my spirit just wants to hear your story and give you the space and honor, um, who you are. And and I feel the spirit present in our conversation. And I know that it's going to be amazing for people to listen to. Um, so I'm just kind of in awe of of you and your story and, and it it gives me hope. Um, it's encouraging. So that's, I'm overwhelmed with that right now. Um, so I would do the same thing. I mean, a lot of times in therapy, Mm -hmm. Um you want to listen, you want to hear stories. I think that you know the Jews did that very well. Jesus, you know one of the mm-hmm. things they did with they were they're people who told stories and listened to stories and put everything in the context of stories. So part of the podcast is that for me is is I do this for me like I enjoy it so much. I don't care if anybody listens to it um so but ultimately, let's get past that. I think it's a process, I think it's uh helping people deconstruct a lot of the things that people have said to them about suffering. Mm-hmm that the all the bad theology the bad comments um the the idea that people um, are going to give up on you right mm-hmm. there are people that are going to give up on you there are people yeah. who are going to bail because it's too hard mm-hmm. you know we had we've had friends in life that you know in seasons where they're like you know they've literally said to us like it's just miserable to be around you because it's so hard and i can't handle it
2: That's you know and you're like yeah
0: okay You know, (laughs) peace out. You know, like at the time, Mm -hmm. that's not what I was. And I get it. And you know what? Mm -hmm. And now I've learned that sometimes there are seasons where people can't handle it. And I don't need to judge them either. And so it's both, right? If a person's being Mm -hmm. honest and like, I can't do this, Mm -hmm. then you have to let them go. Yes. And you don't have to be critical or say you bailed on me. Mm -hmm. Um, But you need to find people in your life who can handle it. And so that's, it. you know, I don't want to be people's anchor. I don't want the Holy spirit to be that. I don't want to be the answer. I want the Holy spirit to be that, but the Holy spirit is also in other people. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think uh, in your circumstance, you have experienced God alone and isolated, which is a beautiful thing. Um, but he's, it's also, he's also made us the image of God and given us the Holy spirit so that we can like Jesus model who God is to each other. And, and not just we don't have to be even this one podcast you know that' you're doing right now is connection it's it's the Holy Spirit, hopefully you're feeling that from me, and so that hopefully puts some wind in your wings and gives you some hours or some days of mm-hmm. confidence and encouragement so that's part of therapy um and then the other thing would be just to be with them and walk through them and and let their circumstances be unique yes. um but that they're not uniquely broken right mm-hmm. so it's a it's a right. it's a balance um so, yeah, that's what I would say is, uh, is as much as I can cover in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. I think I forgot where I was at. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that's awesome. It does. Yeah, that's that's awesome. It helps to have someone who is committed to seeing things through with you. And um, I'm thankful that I have people like that in my life. I'm thankful that you're able to help a lot of people with that as well.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, I mean... Your, all of our testimonies are equally as important important and that's that's what i hope people hear is when you compare these you compare your suffering to your struggle you say i could never do that or this is whatever it is you're comparing it it's just not true it, that's satan that's yeah. that's him wanting you to be quiet and you to you to be to think your story is not that great um to think it's mm-hmm. not that big of a deal to think it's you, you know um nobody's going to care and that's just not mm-hmm. true everybody's testimony everybody has one yeah. and everybody's testimony is yeah. awesome and Absolutely. I think that's being a good disciple maker. Um, if you're a Christian, uh, this might step on some toes, but if you're a Christian and and your first instinct is to be like, I would never do that, or I would do this differently, or how could they? Um, then you might not have done much discipleship in your life. Because if mm-hmm. you've sat with people in, the, in in discipleship, in real relationship over time and heard their story and seen where they've come from, and heard their childhood experiences, you're not very surprised by the outcome. No. You know, you're like, oh, well, that makes sense that you do drugs, or that makes sense that you got a divorce, or that makes sense that you're, you know, doing drugs or taking pills. Like, you're in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. And it, whether it's physical or emotional, we deal with a lot of emotional. But man, I'd much rather you slap me in the face than tell me you don't love me. Yeah. You know, that old adage, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Mm-hmm. Like, please smack me with a, you know, stick you know, versus say, you know, depart from me. I don't know you, you know, it's like, yeah. so yeah, I think, I think people need to realize and get perspective on their suffering. And also like, Oh, is my life as a Christ follower, just comfort? Am I just avoiding hard relationships and hard things? Cause I don't want any of that to get on me. And my life's very All peaceful because right. guess what? It's coming one way or the other, the storm is coming and it's going to hit right. you. And again, I think it goes back to if your perspective is often suffering, unlike yours obviously is, then when the suffering happens, it's something that's happening to you that you don't deserve, that you become the martyr of, instead of, well, this is a guarantee. It's just my time to shine, so to speak, and to see God work through me and in me. And I can cry and I can grieve and I can tear my clothes and I can sit at the gate and weep. But I can also remember that God is good and I can I can see him doing things that I'm not capable of doing and there, therefore he gets all the glory and all the credit right. um, and that's what draws people I know you know this already I'm preaching to the choir mm-hmm. but that's what draw, draws people to people mm-hmm. is not us it's not our brokenness and our disgustingness and our fallibility and our sickness it's that the Holy Spirit works out of all that and that doesn't make any sense right but that's what also connects us is that we're all the same in that we're all equal. Mm-hmm. We're all sinners saved by grace. Mm-hmm. And we all now, if we accept Christ stand righteous and holy and good and in heavenly places with him. Um, and so, yeah, all that is what I try to teach people in therapy. <laughs> that's
1: awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, yeah, it's a uh, suffering's not fun, you know, uh, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's a difficult thing, but it is beautiful and it is, um, it is one way that we draw close to God and, and experience him Absolutely. richly and deeply. And, and again, can't say it enough. He, he knows. He is not a God that's distant that didn't come and, and die and suffer pretty much everything imaginable. Um, so that he would understand and he would empathize with us.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. That was great. Thank you so much. Um, I will, uh, is there anything I can connect them to, uh, listeners? Did, do you have a book or po- a blog or anything that you're
1: um, not currently yeah. right now? Um, social media, yeah. I guess. Okay. Um, just Facebook, Melinda Malloy Culbertson or Instagram as well.
0: Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I know you've shared your story on a couple of different podcasts, so I just wanted yeah. them to be able to connect yeah. to whatever you have. Um, okay. yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on and thank you listeners for, uh, always, uh, supporting us and, uh, We'll see you next time. Have a well let's see. I guess we'll have a break if everybody's listening live. Uh not live live, but you know what I mean. Um I think we'll probably have a break until the new year, um and we'll start fresh. So God bless you guys. Merry Christmas, um and happy new year.